0: Discretion is advised. This is the cul-de-sac insomniac. And I'm Ophelia. And I'm
1: Tori. And we're going to keep you up all night.
0: Hi, Tori. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Ophelia? I'm I'm pretty good. Um, I got freaky stuff to talk about this week. You want to talk about some freaky
1: stuff? Yes, I have some freaky stuff for you too. I think you're going to be very creeped out <gasps> by this one. I'm really excited. Awesome.
0: But before, because you know, I always have a story. So before we get into what we're going to talk about. Actually, nope, scratch that. I'm going to save it for when we tell our story because it directly relates to what I'm going to talk to you Ooh,
1: about. Oh, no, that's extra creepy. If you have a
0: direct link to this thing, and oh, no. I have a direct link. Well, I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to tell you. Mimics and doppelgangers, so you know the story I'm going to talk about. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you know the story I'm going to tell. Oh, scared. All right, so I'm going to just tell the story before i get into it and so for those of you listening who don't know um what mimics and doppelgangers are they're kind of related a doppelganger is when you see the twin of a person but it's it's not that person it's just a and not sighting a vision it's not their twin yeah their actual twin it's just it's not them and um so supposedly seeing your own doppelganger is pretty bad luck but seeing someone else's i don't think is particularly bad luck it's it's just a thing just weird you know it's just it happened right did you recognize me at the grocery store (laughs) right so I have um a couple of stories actually about that and a mimic is something that will mimic like the voice of someone that you know or yeah and then all of a sudden you realize oh they're not here so it's they're related, but one's audio, one is visual. But apparently, doppelgangers, even though that hasn't been my experience, doppelgangers can speak and can interact.
1: Oh, no. I don't know
0: Yeah. And there's some stories in history where people have uh, um, seen doppelgangers of people and then seen the other one and thought, like, I don't know which one's the real person and which one's the doppelganger. Mm. Um, so the story I'm going to tell happened in Tori's apartment, well, her condo. Yep. When we went to visit with my husband and um, our son and her boyfriend was there. So he was going out, as you know, he was going out to get some food that we'd ordered. Mm-hmm and we were all just talking and playing a board game we we're playing some board game in the living room and then he left so uh you were going into the kitchen mm-hmm. and i was going to help you and we went in the kitchen i looked down the hall and i saw him in your boyfriend in different clothes yep. go from the bedroom walk across the hall and into the bathroom and i said to you oh he didn't leave to get the food yet, and you said, yes, he did, and don't start this. Don't start this seeing people where other people don't see people. I don't need my house to be haunted right now. And he had left like 15 minutes before, and I didn't realize it. I said, oh, I just saw him walk across the hallway. Yeah. And you said, don't make it weird. And I said, well, it wasn't weird until you just got weird and told me he wasn't here. <laughs> and so then a little while later, he walks back through the door with the food, wearing the clothes he'd been wearing originally. Yeah. I went down the hall. I looked in the bathroom, I looked in the bedroom. There's no one there. But like, it was clear as day. Sure. Very clear. It wasn't like I could see through or. So anyway, I don't know what that is. So that's that's so my story. I hate story.
1: that, personally. I hate that. Um. And
0: I have another one with a friend of mine. This happened last year. Um, that she was supposed to, her daughters were getting home from school around three. Her daughters were um, teens. Mm -hmm. So like a senior in high school and a freshman, I think. And they were going to get home around three o'clock and she was taking them out shopping um, for, I think, her oldest daughter's prom or something. And they were going to go out. So they had, so she said she was, had fallen asleep on the couch. Now this could be a dream. Mm Mm-hmm. But here's the weird part. She woke up and she saw her daughters come in, talk to each other, and she said, Oh my gosh, it's 3 o'clock already, I gotta get dinner going. So she heard them talk to each other and she heard one of her daughters say okay i'm gonna go take a shower and then we can go Mm -hmm. and they went their separate ways she went into the kitchen she says i'm starting to cook and i don't really pay attention to the time because i figure they're home right it's three o'clock and i'm getting dinner ready and half an hour later they walk through the door and the whole exact scene plays again
1: that's so weird that's so weird that it's the same yeah and i'm gonna go get a shower and
0: she said to them wait where did you guys go and they said we're coming home from school like she they came in and began the whole scene that she just said and she was like what but she said now i'd gone into the kitchen and they're in the hallway i'm seeing the same scene from the opposite side because i'm not in the living room now and um
1: Well that's really weird
0: yeah and they were like what are you talking we just got home from school and then one of them says okay i'm gonna take a shower then we're gonna go like did they just picked up and did the whole and she was like what that's either like happened. a
1: super good prank or the scariest, weirdest, most mundane yeah. vision.
0: And that's what she thought. She says, okay. I thought they're just pranking me. But it was almost it was almost like like a glitch in time, like a right. glitch in the Matrix type of thing. So, Ooh. you know, I also have to get weird before we get into our well, episodes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so weird. It is weird. Ugh. Do you remember when, I, when you were at my house, what my boyfriend was wearing when you saw him and I didn't? When I saw him, he was
0: wearing like, um, you know those, it's like carpenter pants, but shorts. Like, like the kind of long shorts? ones with, like cargo shorts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like a white, almost like a, like an off-white cream-colored kind of like Henley shirt.
1: Mm, very interesting.
0: Completely different than what, I think he was wearing something blue and some jeans. They just wear it, right. like, he was. he wasn't wearing that. It had color and stuff in it, so... That's so weird. I just thought he went to get chains and go to the bathroom before he went. And the only reason I said he didn't leave yet is because right, you know. I was so hungry. And I was just waiting. I <laughs> were like, I was where like, are
1: my ribs? I don't why understand. Why I you.
0: I thought you left and I was getting food soon. And he did leave and I was getting food yes. soon. So, oh, uh, no. so that part was fine. So, yeah. And then the story my friend told me is, I love that story. And That's she was cool. texting to me. She was like, oh, my God, the weirdest thing just happened. And she was telling weird. me the whole thing. And I'm not using any names because I, I didn't ask if I could use the story. So, <laughs>
1: oops. <laughs> Maybe so, she'll hear it, realize She's it. She,
0: she probably. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, other stories I've heard about, like, mimics. And this is something that I I can't remember where I heard it. I just heard it on one of these, like, I'm always listening to paranormal po- podcasts and things. And I searched for it, and I, I couldn't exactly find it. But I do remember hearing a story about this guy said that as, as he was a kid, um... He had called, He his parents had gone out. And while he was home and his sister was there, they heard the dad call down to him from upstairs. And he was like, hey, so so can you come here for a minute? And he says, yeah, hang on, dad. And he was doing something. And then he heard his dad say again, can you come up here for a minute? I need you. And he says, yeah. He says, hang on, I'm coming. And he went to get up and his sister was there and she grabbed his arm and whispered to him, mom and dad aren't home. <gasps> My, and he no. said, so they just went out they didn't know and he said it was my dad's voice so i don't know if someone was in the house who sounded like him but it wasn't anything like that and he says we just went out and, and went to the neighbor and come go back until you know they got a hold of our parents and then they came home and my dad looked all around the house there was nothing nothing out of place doors and windows all locked up because I, so we don't know what that was and that that's a mimic so seeing as a doppelganger hearing it is the mimic and a lot of stories of mimics are they're just they're kind of mundane but it's like someone like the voice of your loved one and it can converse it will converse but they're not there
1: I mean I feel like there's definitely been times where I'm like dad did you just call me and he's like no I have no idea what you're talking about but like yeah if they're literally not home like no thanks no thank you that
0: happens to us all the time and I know um, Nanny told a story about how we had all gone to school mm-hmm. on the bus. Yep. And um, she was normally working, but she was going to go in. She was going in late that day for some reason. But anyway, we had all gone. Mm-hmm. And so it was probably an hour or two after we had gone. And she's in the bathroom getting ready. And she heard someone, in, and Papa worked in the city right, at the yeah. time. He worked, so he was gone at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Yep. And she said, I heard a knock on the bathroom door, like a quick little knock, and said, Mom, I'm going to school now. <gasps> And she says, "I flew out because I thought I, uh, one I of my kids home." Didn't, yeah, yeah. And she says, "I just ran out, and there's nothing. Nobody's there. Nobody's in the house." And she remembers that
1: oh my God. happening. So, see, the house you, know. you live in gets weirder and weirder every time we talk.
0: You know What's what that? I mean?
1: <laughs> the house you live it? in gets weirder yeah yeah, and weirder. yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Just yep. constantly. Yeah, there's always there's always some kind of foolishness going on. Yeah, oh, well, that's
1: really creepy.
0: Does yeah, that is creepy. <laughs> but again, I don't, is our house haunted or are we haunted or are we just are losing our minds? Because, right. you know, well, it, the, it's, who knows?
1: Right. I will say you're definitely haunted because I've never me. seen anything weird, knock on wood. You know, yeah. it's, it's definitely you weird. You never saw
0: anything weird? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What about the story you told me last week?
1: Oh, okay. That's true. I mean, I've never seen anything weird where I live. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've seen weird things, just not here in my home. Where you saw my boyfriend. Okay, so what are you going to talk about today, Tori? To, for me, I thought it was your turn to go first. Is it my turn to go
0: first? Oh, okay, yeah, it is my turn to go first. It is my turn to go first. So we've already talked a little bit about what doppelgangers are. Um, so I didn't find a whole lot of information on what they are. I found a lot of stories about people having experiences with them right and of course a lot of them come from reddit mm-hmm. because that's the best place to go <laughs> for weird stuff mm-hmm. absolutely so here's um i'm first gonna tell a story and all of this stuff's gonna be in the show notes all the links in the show notes but i'm first gonna um just read some of the stories i just picked some of the creepiest ones off the different reddit threads great um <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to not sleep <laughs> I'm not going to put like the users' names up there, but if someone goes to the link, they're, they're going to see them. So this one woman tells a story. My my family and I lived in a house that had mimics. So it was about, let's see, it's about 17 years ago now. It mimicked the sound of my husband coming home from work, his whistling as he came up the front stairs, opened and shut the door, took off his work boots, went into the kitchen, and made a pot of coffee.
1: Right? <laughs> Okay, that's so creepy. Like, (laughs) ghost whistling, I think might be like the top creepiest thing ever. And then ghost making coffee, like that's a totally different type of weird.
0: Well, I mean, if you're gonna haunt my house, make yourself useful and make a cup of coffee, but I don't even like live people whistling. No. It's -mm. it's irritating, it's irritating. Yeah. But ghost whistling? Hard pass. No, thank you, Mm -mm. no thank you. I'm out, I'm out of that situation entirely. I could hear it all, the sound of him tapping out the old coffee filter, turning on the water, etc. Then I heard him fill the kettle as if to make me a cup of tea. So now he's making coffee and tea. Sure. So I got up. I'd been trying to get my two-year-old son to nap and check the kitchen. No husband. It wasn't even time for him to get off work. My two-year-old heard him as well.
1: Oh. See, okay, when more than one person experiences it, like that is when you, like that's way weirder. Because I can totally... Like I can say like, yeah, I just heard a weird thing that didn't happen because your brain just like is fucking weird all the time. But when two people hear it, that's a different situation.
0: So a few months later, I was at a workshop and my husband stayed home from work to watch our son. Same exact thing. He was trying to get our son to nap and they both heard me come home, go to the kitchen, make some coffee, make some tea. He said it sounded exactly like me, my steps, me hanging out my coat, etc. But of course, when he came out to see me, I wasn't there. Then one night, my husband woke me up because our son was crying in our room. He insisted that I go to get him because he just was tired. He didn't want to get up. When I got to my son's bedroom door, he had already gotten out of bed and was in the process of opening his door. I kind of opened it, but slowly so that he wouldn't fall backward. As I opened it, I saw him in a white nightgown just for a second but actually he didn't sleep in white nightgowns. He slept in Spider-Man pajamas and he was fast asleep in bed. Right, because it's not the 1800s, so he does not sleep in a white nightgown. Exactly. In the instant that I I saw him, he disappeared and the crying stopped. (gasps) Oh, you know what? so remember I told you the story about when I was in the room at night when I was a kid and I saw the woman in the yep. white nightgown? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that like? Is that a the
1: ghost uniform, obviously. Is that like ghost clothes? Yeah, that's ghost like if you work white. at Target, you have to wear khakis and a red shirt. And if you're dead, right. you have to wear a white nightgown. Is, there, or is it if you're dead or
0: is it if you just go ghosting? Oh, maybe that's like what it is. Yeah, maybe you can wear other stuff, but if you're gonna go ghosting, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you have to change into the white night gown. Right,
1: exactly, because it's maximum creepiness. Probably they're well aware right. of that. They're That's, like, well, yeah, you know, right. what else am I gonna wear? Okay, so my husband and I were <laughs> my husband and I
0: were awake for a long time after that. Uh, totally yeah. freaked out. I would say like so. forever. Uh-huh. Like we're still awake. It's 17 years later. I'm still awake. Yeah, making more coffee. <laughs> That house never felt negative, but it was very active. Someone wa- walked around the house every single night for the two years we lived there. Toys would always turn on at two in the morning. Things would disappear and reappear. We could hear a newborn baby crying in the house, but could never pinpoint where it was. Okay, that is the the baby crying or like, you know, like the, the slow lullaby or a, a, whatever. I did, yeah. No. We could also hear a woman getting angry in the kitchen pretty much any time that we tried to listen for it. So many other things happened, I can't even remember, but it was constantly
1: active. Um No, I don't I don't like babies. Just don't don't bring ghost babies into it. What do babies have to do with this situation <laughs> so- at all?
0: So they moved out and the house was knocked down about four years after they moved out. But she said one thing about the house, they had the best luck while living there. They had a great relationship, were making great money, got out of debt, saved money, bought a house, and and it had really good vibes. And it's funny because I lived in an apartment that was really, really active. I lived there for about a year, but while I was there, it was a very happy house. Like as soon as you came home... You felt good, even though tons of stuff happened, and it also put the kettle on once. I remember that. I re- just, you told me that yeah. story
1: when I was a little kid, and I was literally terrified for the rest of my life. Like, still, to this day.
0: I don't think I'm good at knowing what traumatizes children and what doesn't, yeah. because Keith and I took Live to see War of the Worlds when she was seven, <laughs> and she still brings it
1: up. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's terrifying. You told me yeah. that, and then you... But I don't think I'm... Yeah, you and my uncle also told me about how Princess Diana died, like, very gruesomely, and I just burst into tears. And you were both like, oh, she's, she's, she's five and a half. That was probably uh, a step too far. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm traumatized, so here we are.
0: Um, okay, so another story. Mm-hmm. Um, a different different user. When I was younger and lived in a previous apartment with my family for 10 years, we had a demonic entity. I don't know how you know, I don't know how you know, but that would touch us and mimic voices. It appeared a few times as well, and we even laid in the bed with a couple of us. No, 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 hard pass. I'm so, I I will move out of there immediately. Okay, so uh, here's another one. Once when my sister and I were living together, I got the luxury of having the apartment all to myself. I feel like this is going to go
1: poorly, but... Yep, yep. That's one of those things where you're like, this seems like it's going to be great. And then the sun goes down and you're like, this was such a bad idea. This is not great. Yeah. 20 minutes after she left,
0: I hear the door open and she comes storming in. So I'm wondering if something happened on her way out. I asked if everything was all right. She glares at me, walks down the hallway to her room, and slams the door shut. Two hours later, she walks in again through the front door and I become pretty freaked out because I know there's no way she could have come out of her room and left the apartment without me noticing. I asked her why she'd come back early and why she'd been so upset and she looks at me like I'm crazy and said she'd been out the whole time." No, that's so creepy. Oh,
1: that is so weird.
0: Here's another user. When I was growing up, we had a handful of incidents in which the doppelganger of a family member would walk into a room, disappear, and a minute later, the real person would walk in. What? I saw one of my mom coming into the bedroom, my sister saw one of me going into her room. It was just, and it was just constant. It just happened all the time. Just so weird.
1: That makes me wonder almost like, okay, is this, is there something about like the space-time continuum in these places that's like just kind of fucked up, you know? Like, is it like, oh shoot, we accidentally showed your mom going into your room three minutes too early, like what? What
0: is happening? So, according to um, paranormalauthority.com, so okay, so they call the the doppelgangers. According to this, the mimics are doppelgangers. That not all doppelgangers are visible. Visible. Some are just the disembodied voices that sound identical to someone living in the home. Um, but doppelgangers. The thing with the doppelganger. It's it's. People don't always know. Like when people see a spirit, it's like, um, you know, it's like clearly not a person. With a doppelganger, people don't realize it's not the person. It just looks like the person. Um,
1: Right. So you could have seen a doppelganger and not know it at other times. Well, right.
0: And the other thing too, like I say, how would you... What if someone you love was like, got into it with their doppelganger? Like who would you... How would you know... Who to hell?
1: Yeah, I do Or know. you already
0: just nope the F out of there.
1: Right, shoot me, I'm not the evil twin kind of a situation. I don't, I yeah. have no idea. No, it's me.
0: I'm the good, wh- and if right, I mean, what do you do? You, you just, drive away. You, you say, that sounds like a you problem, honey. Yep.
1: And a you problem. Cause you're <laughs> and a you, problem. you and it's you problem. Both, I
0: know it's not a me problem. Yep,
1: so I'm out of here. That I know for sure. I think you have to come up with a code word with every single person that you know that's specific only to them that somehow I hope the doppelganger doesn't always know.
0: So how do we know when we see a ghost that it's the ghost of someone because doppelgangers... I just heard something really weird.
1: Yeah, you can go check it out.
0: Oh, no. Okay, Woo. no. All right. I just heard yelling, but no. That was
1: probably your son. It, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that just really freaked me out right now. Was I can see son, the, the look in your his? eyes. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I can see the look in your eyes. Was it a mimic? Mm, I don't know. Don't know how
0: to find yeah. out. Okay, right. So, yeah, I mean, and I've had, we've all, I, I mean, I'm assuming we've all had these experiences where you hear someone, like, you think that they've called you and you come up and they're like, no, it's yeah. not me. Or, mm-hmm. um, I've sworn, I've just heard John say, mom, mummy, come here. And I run up and he's fast asleep. Right. Um... Or, you know, my husband is like, honey, are you calling me? And it's not me. And then people will just swear. It's yep. like one time, Keith and I were watching TV and we thought my, like, pretty clearly heard my dad call my name. And um, we went up and he, he hadn't, but he it, it could have still been his voice. Maybe he said something that sounded like my name and we both heard it. So, but this isn't really that. This yeah. is, these are like pretty, in-depth experiences and this is a another weird story I heard and and um, just just from a friend of mine who was telling me that a, another story when he was young that his he heard his mom calling him down for dinner calling come on down for dinner he's like okay I'm coming and she called him again She was like come on come and eat your dinner before it gets cold he gets up and he starts to go and um, someone grabs him from the bedroom pulls him in and puts a hand over his mouth and it's his mom And she whispers, I heard it too. Oh, my God, no. Yeah. And so they tried calling his dad and he was working and he's like, yeah, I can't come home. This is silly. And they just stayed in the room with the door closed like up till like dad got home. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So these are things that it's like. And I also think it's weird that I know so many people these things happen to, but I always ask. I feel like everybody knows people happen to. But I'm the person that's like, so anything weird (laughs) happened?" Your ghost stories, doppelgangers, mimics, demons. I want it all. Tell me all. Alien abduction, glitch in the matrix, lost time. Yep. I want it all.
1: Yeah, I do think, because I've had conversations like this with my office when, like, everybody has kind of packed up and stuff, and it's like a Friday night or whatever, everybody's about yeah. to leave, but you're just kind of like, so, anything weird yeah. happened to you lately? Yeah. And, like, you just everybody has some kind of weird story. You know what I mean? Some people well, more than others. People always say things, too,
0: like... um, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe in it. Right. Although, mm. and then you hear their weird story. Except for this incontrovertible proof. But other than that, yeah, yeah, I don't believe. I mean, I don't believe in it at all, even though this totally happened to me and we right. never could
1: explain it. Yep. And Me and seven other people all saw this, but it wasn't real. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, Ooh. so doppelgangers
0: just, and, and the thing is too, they just be- behave the way their human twin would. And they have conversations with others um, or they walk through the house or, you know, sometimes they do things that don't seem quite normal, like seem off. Mm. But for the most part, most people report they don't seem any different than their loved ones. And then they're just really surprised when the loved one shows up and, you know,
1: how do you know which one's the doppelganger, though? Mm, yeah, like, is the second one actually the doppelganger copying the first thing that happened? But then I guess if the first one never appears again,
0: I guess you know. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. I hate that so very, very much. So they have the ability to speak. They don't sound any different than the people they're mimicking. They don't always talk.
1: Right. Um, and they can just, like, perfectly copy your mannerisms and stuff. And the way uh, you sound. Percy Bysshe Shelley. Ooh. the poet, ha, saw his
0: doppelganger, I guess, frequently. What? No! Yeah. And one time, it talked, spoke to him one time and just said, it said to him, how long do you mean to be content? Which I don't get, if you know anything about Percy Bysshe Shelley, seriously, the least content guy in so, history. Oh, yeah. So, so discontent. Like, that. So. How long do you be, in co- be content? I don't know, the next 23 seconds, and then I'm going to... Well, I just saw you, so zero minutes. Like, that's... Yeah. Here you are. And then I'm going to drink myself into a stupor and yep. write poetry over someone that I love who doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there the to us- do on a weekend? Usual. Yeah. Same. Oh, that's so weird. So, one thing that people say about doppelgangers, most witnesses say they don't appear to be able to pick up objects.
1: hmm so you just say, think fast and see if they catch it? Oh, oh,
0: oh, listen to this. One witness thought he was having a conversation with his wife, but things took a turn for the strange when he noticed that she didn't want to pick up food or prepare her breakfast. What? And knowing that prepping food was a ritual for her at that time of day, he made a remark about it, and she gave him a worried look and walked into another room. Just as that happened, his real wife came in the front door saying that she just took out the garbage. No! No! Ever since then, he started to see the apparition more frequently.
1: <gasps> okay, that's so weird. That's like, she's like, oh no, I'm doing a bad job at pretending to be your wife. Gotta get out of here. Oh my god. Well,
0: I'm not that good at doppelganging, so I'm gonna doppelganger. Or like, right does the
1: doppelganger here. think that they're the real person? You know what I mean? Are they? Is it like, not intentional? And they're like, wait a minute, yeah, yeah why can't I make my breakfast? And then they just have to piece. Like, what
0: so some cultures think that if you see the, a doppelganger, it's a warning of your own death. But there's lots of stories around the Internet of people who've seen their own doppelganger. And, I mean, some of them are like, yeah, last one, uh, 10 years ago. Now, Catherine the Great of Russia reportedly saw her doppelganger sitting on her thrones and told guards to shoot the imposter. The guards... Now, see, this is what I'm saying. How yeah. did the guards know... That this isn't some hoax woman who looks like Catherine the Great trying to tell him to kill the actual Catherine the Great to take power. Right. Well, so here's how they know. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you. Sure. They fired at the apparition and she disappeared. Ah! Thin air. I mean, but that's just good luck. Shortly after that, Catherine the Catherine herself died. Mm. But I don't know if you can... I don't know if that's... A, because you're a leader and she took out a lot of people to become a leader. Yeah. I don't know, it seems like that's not a long lifespan type of thing, but... Typically. So the tip, the common belief is that if you see your do- doppelganger, something bad will befall you. But there's just, there's plenty of plenty of um, of, of, of accounts where that people saw it and
1: nothing happened. Right. Well, I'm going to say, if something did happen, they might not have had the time to account it. You know what I mean? One thing they say, and this is what seems kind of
0: obvious that if a doppelganger gives you advice, like people who've taken the doppelganger's advice, it just turned like their life upside down. It just had all sorts of negative questions. And I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say, don't take advice from an entity.
1: Right, like if you see yourself just walking around your house and they're like, hey, maybe you should go do blah, blah, blah today. Like, don't listen to them. Yeah, I'd love to know. Yeah, what is the advice that they're giving out exactly? Like, because I guess if you did see that, you're like, oh, maybe you're me from the future and you're smarter than me. And, you know, if I do this, things will turn out great. I guess I could see listening to that advice.
0: Yeah. So author um, Guy de Maupassant was allegedly dictated a novel by his own doppelganger, published it as his own work. And so now we don't really know if this is true or if this guy is just already losing his mind. Right. Because... The story, the Horla, tells the tale of a man whose sanity was slowly consumed by an evil spirit, and shortly after that, he just lost his mind. He was consumed so, by an evil spirit. Gotcha. Right. Hmm. So that could just be sort of, you know. Right. That might not be true. <laughs> so, but, um, and nobody really knows what doppelgangers want. Like, why do they do it? Yeah. Like, where'd you come from? Those seem like they're either trying to accomplish something or they're just stuck or they're trying to get the story of what happened to them out, or they're traumatized and can't break out of the cycle. Mm -hmm. But doppelgangers are just kind of, it's just like for kicks or something. Like, so I guess there are, so here's, there are are tales of doppelgangers with sinister intent who like have lured people supposedly to their death. I don't know how we know. I guess maybe somebody else, I don't know, that could be urban legend. Mm somebody else would have to be there, right? you know, to, to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how to tell? <laughs> Here are ways to tell if you're talking to a doppelganger. Oh, good. A checklist. Okay, so it, number one, if the person either doesn't speak or doesn't lift up any objects, Sometimes they do speak, so that's not necessarily. So for the most part, they don't have the ability to move objects on their own. And I guess a lot of them don't speak. Some of them do, but I guess more don't than do, I, I don't know. Yeah, if they're not I don't know speaking, if
1: anyone... that feels I don't more know if any... sinister.
0: Yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever done, like, a scientific survey and, yeah. and collected data on what percentage of mm-hmm. doppelgangers don't speak. Yeah. But, I mean, if they can mimic, and if a mimic is, like, the disembodied voice of your loved one, um, if you know that the person they're mimicking isn't around, that's the big tip-off. If you know for a fact your friend is, like, overseas, yet you see them right in front of you, something's up. I buy that. Yeah, that, I feel like but that's I'd, probably step one. I'd still probably think, oh, my God, you came home, because it doesn't take that long to fly from somewhere. And even if you're talking with someone on the phone, they could be surprising you at home. I still wouldn't necessarily... right. I don't think that, that doesn't seem to tip people off that much. It's when the other person gets home and says, no, I was going to, you're like, oh, okay, well. Yeah. Because people are unpredictable. Bad bad news. Your doppelganger's in your room right now because she went in there about 20 minutes ago and I didn't see her leave. Yep. Um, They don't look quite right. Many reports of doppelgangers mention that there's always something slightly different about them. Mm -hmm. They have, like, slightly darker eyes or look sickly or wearing clothes that they don't own. Ding, ding. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm. So that fits in like he, so so it's almost like the program isn't like fine tuned. Right. Yeah. Because you were saying that that he just definitely doesn't own the clothes. No. No. Um, So -hmm. something doesn't look quite right. Could be a doppelganger. They don't act right. They're often described as emotionless, odd, or sinister in their behavior. Something doesn't feel normal or good about the interaction. Sometimes you really can't tell that you're dealing with a doppelganger, except for the fact that you feel very uneasy about the interaction. Trust your gut. But see, when I saw the doppelganger, that was... But it was just for, like, a couple seconds to go yeah. across the hall. So it wasn't weird. The only thing was weird is I didn't have my barbecue yet. Right. But says so <laughs> I just thought but I've done that like I'm gonna go out and I've been in those clothes all day and I just feel gross and I just want to throw something else on before I go out yeah go to the bathroom go out like I, I've done that so mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't it wasn't weird until you honestly made it weird
1: well yeah that one's yeah. Up, that was on me or you yeah, know him you. for yeah. leaving or, or him for yeah. not being there mm-hmm. so that is the story of mimics and doppelgangers well that's creepy i have to wonder like is this somehow related to like different universes or something like are they accidentally popping over here and that's why they're like slightly different or they can't talk sometimes or something like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. oh that's really creepy but i just wonder
0: like you get like there's like all these demons or ghosts or these entities like you kind of get like they have some kind of agenda or t- you know i mean at least that's the story you know we don't really know but these things just seem to be like they're just annoying they're just-, and just like <laughs> they're you- just
1: to kind of creep you out you know it's like what are you doing like why yeah like what's what's the point here are you just like super bored yeah i'm gonna make my boyfriend pick stuff up anytime i see him now be like, hey, yeah, uh, well, you just <laughs> can, you, can you get that? Hey, me? honey, could you grab that for me and bring it here? Okay, great, thanks. Can you just pick
0: up that anything at all? And then, anytime you see him come in or out of a room and you haven't had eyes on him at exactly. that moment, yep, oh, yeah, yeah, honey, pick that up. Okay, no, you're free to go. Okay, yep, no, put it back down. I don't, and need then it. if he says anything like, why, why do you need that? You're like, ha. Huh, yep, just. Just smack him.
1: Or well, yeah, and then, but, like, how do I... I don't have guards to shoot him like Catherine the Great. Like, what do I do then? You know? Be like, can you just not be a doppelganger Throw here? something at him and see if he catches it. Mm, okay, okay. But then what, yeah. if, what if he still decides to stick around? I don't... You know? Well, if you throw something at him and he catches it, then... Then we're good. Then we're good. All right. We're good. Still creepy. Still hate it.
0: Now, if you throw something at him and he sidesteps it... Now I have to leave my own home forever. Well, you then, I don't know, maybe when he you make dinner, see if he goes and get grabs a plate. That's true. Yeah, just like... I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Got my eyes on you, bud, whoever you are. See, my kid's got a basketball attached to his hand and a soccer ball attached to his foot, so that's I know he can handle objects. Definitely true. I mean, dishes to the sink, that's another issue, but <laughs> close up off the floor, but other stuff, you right, know, anything right. round... It's round. He can handle it. So, do you love mimics and doppelgangers?
1: No, I do not love no? them. I don't want to see Why? them. I don't want them What's, to be part of my life. I don't love? like that you saw my boyfriend doppelganger here in my no. home. That's a big problem nope. for me, personally. That is a problem. And honestly, if I had realized he wasn't
0: there, I would have just shut up and not said anything. Cause, right. Because, you know, yeah, a I few don't times my I've... Life i've had you know some weird stuff happen and i just don't say stuff to people because i don't want to like even the apartment i lived in which we'll talk about someday i didn't say anything till my roommate roommate started talking about what was happening to him and then i was like oh okay interesting And then our his girlfriend was like yeah this happened and our other friend was like oh my god i was here and this happened and i was like okay well since we're talking
1: yeah 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 no definitely <laughs> yeah next time you see my boyfriend in my house and he's not here i don't want to hear about it i don't want to know yeah <laughs>
0: Now, what if I see someone else in your house who's not supposed to be there?
1: You can fill me in on that. You can, you can tell okay. me about that. But it's creepier. Like what if, when what it's, if I can see through them? Uh, I have not yet decided how I feel about that, if I want to know or not. I'm really, I'm on the fence, you know?
0: Do you want me to not tell you and just bring in like a priest and just start sprinkling stuff around
1: and a shaman and not tell you why? That would be actually superb if you just start getting the sage and some salt circles and some holy water yeah. just all and the you things were like what are you doing? I'm like that no, is air freshener. I'll be, air be like freshener. okay, thank I'm you just very much. Freshening I'm, I'm going to go away. Yeah. From demons. I yep, I'm fine with that. That I will be perfectly happy if that's how you handle yeah. it. I would rather never know. <laughs> because that's the thing like if there is a ghost in my house if a ghost wants to live in my house you know what that's fine I just can't we just coexist and not interact at all you know well because some
0: like mediums and, and, and psychics and things like that they say that they're just around us all the time I believe that I believe that and so if that's the case clearly most of you can just be around and not make a big thing about it right so why can't the rest of you? Yeah. What's going on? I then? mean, yeah, okay, you're a ghost. Shut up about it.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't just, you live
0: in your place, I live in my place, you know? Like, again, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. And it's just creepy to walk around. Like, if a living person just dressed up like someone and acted like someone and walked in their house and pretended to be someone's... Yeah, like, like if husband, you had like an actual twin. twin. Right, if you had an actual and they twin they did didn't. that did that. Weird. It's still weird. Yeah. So, why is it not weird if you're dead? It's exactly. more weird.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I'm, I don't know. There must not it. be
0: enough to do in the afterlife. You would think there'd be so much to do. Like, you couldn't bother just coming down here just to be weird.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they do get bored, though, after however long. Especially yeah. super old ghosts. Maybe that's why you always see ghosts from the 1800s. Because they're like, listen, it's been 200 years since I died, okay? Like, there's only yeah. so much you can do. But,
0: but where are the caveman
1: ghosts? I've been thinking about that also. Like at a certain point, are there like different levels? You know what I mean? Is there yeah. like a ghostly level, and then the ghosts have different ghosts that die before them? You know, can you only be a because ghost for know, so many years? Here
0: too often, there is a story about a, a ghostly Roman legion that like marches across some field in Britain. Of course, that what else are they going to do? People see from time to time. Sure. Yeah, they're just out there and. It, the UK. It seems like it, I've been there. It's a creepy place. It feel. It literally feels like there's just spirits ready to come out of everywhere because everything is so yeah. drenched in history and so old. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a lot of people reporting like, oh, I saw first century ghosts, or I saw an Egyptian pharaoh ghost, or yeah. this. Like
1: they kind of only go back so far right and even like a we live in new england like where yeah. are all of the native ghosts you know what i mean because yeah. if anybody's gonna be pissed it's gonna be them you know well and they were here
0: for so much longer than exactly. we were. yeah you would think that there would be more native ghosts than right. anybody else unless they were just like no
1: yeah we don't we're... we didn't want to see back then we still don't want to see you now. don't want to see
0: we're, i'm not going to spend my eternity with you yeah
1: Perhaps. Anyone here in the first place. That could be it.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Is there just like a timestamp? stamp? I, I remember listening to someone who said that all energy moves on eventually. Like there's just a point at which the energy just moves on. I don't know if someone comes to get them. Yeah. Um, because they report those types of experiences when people are, you know, on their deathbed. And I don't know if I told you. That this is... Uh, we're just getting, getting... It's just a weird... It's not weird. I just don't know. It's kind of sad, but... You know, when Nanny, back in, when she was ready, um, I heard her having a conversation and it sounded pretty lucid. And, you know, she wasn't that lucid in the last couple months. And I came in and I said, who are you talking to? And she says, oh, I'm talking to Joe and Mary. They came to visit me. Yeah. And they wanted me to go with them. And that is her brother and sister. And she's had several brothers and sisters pass because she had a big family. But that was the two oldest. Yep. Yep. The oldest brother and oldest sister. Who, she said, was were there, and that was just days before, and that's when I sort of felt like, okay. But but in a way, it's it's sad for us. But if that's really happening,
1: yeah, i it, It's kind of beautiful. Yeah, that gave me some comfort that at least you know she had she had people she was going to, you know, and she was and happy. Can...
0: And I said that to her. I said, "Well, do you want to go with the mom?" And she nodded. Oh. So yeah, I said, "Well," I said, "You know, I didn't say anything, and I didn't." Yeah, you know, say that to my dad at the time, but I was like, I that is a pretty strong sign that someone's letting go. Yeah. Okay, this one from spooky to sad. It sure did. <laughs> sure did. Alright, so Tori. Okay, we're forty four minutes in already because I cannot shut up.
1: That's our uh that's our whole thing though. Our whole family thing is we just keep talking forever. Yeah.
0: And now so We've talked so much to members of our own family that we're now inflicting it on the general public. Exactly. In the form of a podcast. And you're all... Because we've run out of people that we know who wanna listen to it. Listen to us (laughs) to keep talking. But it's your time to talk now, Tori. And I'll shut up. Okay. I won't shut up. I'm gonna comment through the whole thing.
1: Please do. Alrighty. So today I'm gonna talk about the disappearance and murder of Dorothy Jane Scott. So in 1980, Dorothy Jane Scott was 32 years old. She was a single mom um, to her four-year-old son, whose name is Sean, um, and they lived with her aunt in Stanton, California. She worked as a back office secretary for this kind of jointly owned store in Anaheim. One of them was called Swinger's Psych Shop, and the other one was called Custom John's Head Shop, which I think there were some conflicting reports, but I think her dad owned the shop before, but didn't anymore. Um before all this happened. So, while she was working, she would give her son Sean to her parents who would babysit him and they lived a few blocks away from the shop. So, her friend said she preferred staying at home and when she got off of work, she would go pick up her son from her parents' house, drive the 20 minutes to her house, cook dinner, spend time with her son, um watch cartoons or reading to him or whatever. They said she was a devout Christian, she didn't drink, she didn't do drugs. Um, She dated a little bit, but didn't have a steady boyfriend that anybody knew about. Her life was totally normal um, until she started receiving some phone calls. Call from unavailable. So she said she felt like when she started getting these calls that she could almost recognize the person's voice, but she couldn't place it exactly. So the calls were disturbing, sometimes threatening. Sometimes the caller would say that they were in love with Dorothy, and sometimes he would say he was watching everything that she was doing, even saying like, this is what you're wearing, this is where you are, and stuff like that, which is really creepy. So on one call, the man said, when I get you alone, I will cut you up into bits. No one will ever find you. So I literally can't think of a creepier thing to say to anyone ever. That's just no thank you. I I really don't like that. So then another time the caller said, oh, Dorothy, you should go outside. I left you a gift, which like, well, no, no, I don't like that because that means he's been here at your house. So she goes outside and there's a dead rose on the windshield of her car, which like, even your stalker leaving you a living rose is creepy, but a dead one? You bought that, and then you waited around for it to die to bring it to me? Like, what is what is that about? I don't understand.
0: Right before I moved out of the apartment, when I moved over to stay at Ken, Uncle Kenny's house for a while, um, this was years ago before I met my husband, but right before I moved out and part of the reason I moved out is because I started getting flowers put in front of my door that said from your secret admiring neighbor <gasps>
1: no 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 no.
0: yeah
1: oh that's oh no I and I didn't that. know who it
0: was so yeah I started to have like friends stay over with me and then we just packed up oh I'm really I went
1: yeah yeah oh no I hate that because that's like yeah Maybe that person thought that that was like perfectly nice, but they just like have no yeah. understanding of what it's like to have some random person leaving you things. So, of course, she's terrified by these calls because if somebody called you and said, I'm going to cut you up into bits. No, 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 no. Even like, oh, I, I really love you. And you don't know who that person is. is creepy. Then going, no, not good. So she considered buying a gun, but she was pretty like peace and love and didn't really want to buy a gun. And she had a four-year-old son and she didn't want him to accidentally hurt himself. So in May, she started taking karate classes instead. And on May 28th, at about 9 p.m., Dorothy was in a work meeting um, and she noticed that her coworker, whose name was Conrad Bostren, was fidgeting and he didn't look well. Like he looked like he was kind of sick and he had a red swollen mark on his arm she said okay we need to go figure out what's going on here and take you to the hospital so she went to the hospital with conrad with another co-worker whose name was pam head um, so they go to the er at uci medical center so when they when they get there they find out that conrad was bitten by a black widow spider which is like that's a whole other level of scary on its yeah. own that's a separate situation yeah. um, but he got treated um, and the whole time pam and dorothy stayed and waited for him in the waiting room Um, so once he was treated and discharged at about 11 p.m., Dorothy said, okay, well, I'm going to go get the car from the parking lot, um, and then I'll, you know, I'll pull the car around to the door because Conrad, you know, he just got bitten by a Black Widow spider. Like, he's still not doing great. So Pam and Conrad go to the pharmacy that's at the hospital, and they pick up his prescription, um, and then it's been kind of a while, and Dorothy's still not there, so they come outside, and they're waiting for her outside, um... And then all of a sudden dorothy's car starts speeding towards them and it has it it, the car's high beams are on so they can't see who's in the car they're blinded by the the high beams of the car um and they start to wave their arms to say like hey dorothy like we're right here like i don't know what's going on um but the car speeds past them and takes a sharp turn and leaves the parking lot so they assume that something happened she had some kind of family emergency so they just kind of wait at the hospital for her to come back because there's no cell phones at the time. It's 1980. So they just kind of wait there for a, like hours. They're waiting. And then finally they go, I assume to a pay phone or whatever. Um, and they call Dorothy's parents and they're like, oh, did she come to get Sean? And they're like, no, we haven't seen her. Like she's not here. So they call the police and they report that she's missing. So they immediately start looking for her because they know like this is not the kind of behavior. Like this is not something that she does. So then, at about 4.30 a.m., which is just a few hours after she's disappeared, the police are searching for her, um, and they don't find her, but they find her white 1973 Toyota station wagon in an alley in Santa Ana, about 15 minutes away from where she last was, and the car is on fire, and Dorothy's nowhere to be found. So, the family's still hopeful, because they're like, okay, well, obviously this isn't good, but if Dorothy's not in the car, maybe she's still alive. but they don't really have any more leads after this. So a week after she disappears, um, Vera Scott, who's Dorothy's mom, receives a phone call, which you know is already gonna be bad. And the person says, are you related to Dorothy Scott? Um, And she said that she was, and he says, I've got her, and immediately hangs up the phone. Yeah, and so the mom doesn't recognize the voice, but every single Wednesday, the caller still calls. They were really short calls and only happened pretty much when Vera was home by herself um so obviously these are making the family panic um and the police tell them like don't go to the media with any of this information because if we catch this guy we want to know that it's actually him because there are people who will say like oh yeah i did it and they have information from the newspaper or whatever um so they don't want this to happen so they say like please don't talk to the media or anything but after a couple of weeks Dorothy's father, whose name is Jacob, he gets really tired of waiting around. They haven't had any leads; like they have no more information. And he's like, "I just want to know where my daughter is and what's going on." So um, he goes. He calls the Orange County Register newspaper, which is in Santa Ana. And on June twelfth, um, the paper runs a story about what happened to Dorothy. And on that same morning, when they run this, um, when they run this article, um, Pat Riley, who's the managing editor of the newspaper, gets a phone call. Hello. The caller says, I killed her. I killed Dorothy Scott. She was my love. I caught her cheating with another man. She denied having someone else. I killed her. Then he sobbed and hung up. So he also apparently knew some details about Dorothy and about what had happened to her that hadn't been included in the article, including the fact that she'd been wearing a red scarf. Um, which when she was at the meeting, when she was at work, she'd been wearing a black scarf. And before they went to the hospital, she changed into a red scarf, which nobody really knows why, but it seemed like it was important to her. Um, and he also knew that she'd been at the UCI Medical Center. Just really like that wasn't in the article. There was no way for him to know that unless he had seen her that night and maybe killed her. So then the police, um, they plant a voice recorder at the Scotts house to be able to record what the caller says. And they tap their phone so that they can track the location of the caller. But somehow he's never on the phone long enough for the call to be traced, which I think is that kind of makes me wonder, like, is he somehow part of law enforcement? Because I feel like Now, a lot of people know how long it takes for them to trace a call because it's in, like, every single cop movie and TV show.
0: And I think it's actually a lot quicker to do it now than it probably was in 1980 because they can just ping your cell phone.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's kind of, I kind of wonder about that. Like, how did he know to keep it this short? You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, even though the calls were short, obviously, they're tormenting the family. Um, I would guess probably the mom, most of all, because she's the one that has that's answering the phone, and it's this guy all the time. You know, which is, I can't imagine, like, especially he called basically on a schedule. You know, every single Wednesday, anytime the phone calls, you're probably, like, immediately panicking, you know? But they keep yeah. answering the phone because they hope he's going to have some information, and maybe they can find their daughter, you know? Sometimes he he told her that he killed Dorothy, other times he talked about how he tortured her and kept her captive before he killed her, which is just so awful to just have these calls all the time. So one of these Wednesdays in April of 1984, so almost four years after Dorothy disappeared. Yeah, so he's been doing this for four years, but this time Jacob Scott, who's Dorothy's dad, answered. And the caller didn't say anything, he hung up and he never called again which is really- He's real, important. he's real brave. He's real brave. And I have to wonder, does that mean that Jacob knew him? You know, would he have recognized yeah. his voice? Because Dorothy yep. said, I feel like I can kind of, I almost know who this person is, but I can't quite figure it out. So, it's somebody that her dad knew even better, who definitely would have been able to figure out who he was. But hmm. anyway, he didn't, he didn't call after that. And so obviously there's no way to actually know why, but I feel like that might be related. Um... So just a few months after the calls stopped, on August 6th, a construction worker is working on the Santa Ana Canyon Road, um, and he discovers skeletal remains. And this is about 10 miles away from where Dorothy's car had been found. Um, So these remains turn out to be the bones of a dog, but right underneath them were the charred remains of a person. Yeah, and with the remains are a turquoise ring and a watch. And the watch had stopped at 12.30 a.m. on May 29th, which is about an hour after Dorothy's car was seen peeling out of the parking lot. Which is just weird because how did the watch like? What exactly were the Why would you? Why would
0: you why, even if you're? Yeah, why would your watch stop? But yeah, like, is,
1: did something happen to? Well, is something so traumatic that happened to her that killed her and also stopped her watch? Like, it just seems very strange.
0: Um, or the sicko stopped it to memorialize right. the moment or whatever.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So the authorities believe, it said they think that Dorothy's body had been there for about two years since there had been a bushfire that swept through the area in 1982. But I don't know if that means that the body had been there for at least two years or only two years. Well, so were her remains charred from the bushfire? Or... It seems like it, based on this. Yeah. Um. So on August 14th, so a few days later, they used dental records to identify her body and they say that it is absolutely Dorothy's. Um, but they couldn't actually get a cause of death, so they still don't know how she died. Um, and then on August 22nd, the family has a memorial service for Dorothy. And so, apparently, the reason that they buried a dog above Dorothy's body was basically to trick police. So, when they use cadaver dogs, if the dog signals that they found a body, then the police mm-hmm. dig. And if they find that it's a dog, they're not going to keep then digging. they stop digging. Exactly which kind of makes for dog. I know. That's like so sad for everything. Like that's sad for a lot of reasons. So that kind of makes me wonder again like is this somebody that's knows enough about cadaver dogs, you know, that knows that this is how this could work? But I don't know. Yeah, this person seems to
0: have thought of a lot of angles, but yes. I don't know if it's stuff that you could like if you're if you're planning a crime, are there there's probably... I know it's not everything's not on TV now, but there's probably ways to research stuff. Like, right.
1: Yeah. Or you if know, you know somebody who's a cop, maybe you can ask them those kind of questions in a way that's not weird. Or get... You know, you could probably get books or go yeah. to the library. Maybe you
0: just never check them out so no one has a trail, but you just read up a little bit each time and right. make some
1: notes. and Right. Um, yeah. Still um, super weird. So... After this, Dorothy Stalker calls her parents' house at least two more times, and he just asks Vera, is Dorothy home? And then he hangs up. Which is just so gross and horrible, because, like, I her family- I should this guy in the throat so Seriously. hard. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, no suspect was ever apprehended or charged, um, but apparently hmm. Dorothy's friends and her son think that they know who killed her. I'm not gonna say this person's name, because they've since passed away, yeah. and this is all alleged- But apparently he was the brother of one of Dorothy's co-workers. Um, And according to the crime blog called Crime Blogger 1983, he was unstable and he lived in the Santiago Mountains and was involved Mm -hmm. in cult activity. And they say, oh, maybe this is why they found a dog buried above Dorothy's Mm -hmm. body, which I don't know that I super agree with, but it's totally possible. Um, And apparently he was obsessed with Dorothy, which absolutely fits what we know about this stalker and murderer. Mm hmm. And because his sister worked with Dorothy, it would be really easy for him to find out what Dorothy's schedule was, be able to know where exactly she was going to be at all times. Um, Yeah. But apparently the investigators knew about him, um, but they never found enough evidence to actually, you know, connect him to the crime, um, and he passed away in 2014. And it's still unknown who Dorothy Stalker was, who abducted her, who murdered her, and who continued to call her family for all those years, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah. And you don't even really know if the person who was calling was, was the person. Exactly. Like, it could somehow... Like, it might actually be a different person that killed her, you know? Because we
0: had that in the the sto- story that you did about the two that were exactly. from, yeah. from Canada. It was just some random right. wacko mm-hmm. sending cards to the family. I mean, people read the news and there's more info in it than, than you think. Right. Exactly. Although, um. well, so... But how would he know about the red scarf? Maybe? Yeah. From yeah. his sister? Maybe if... If it was that part, like, there's... Why would she mention it, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. Know. But... And would the dad have known that
1: person? Because there was... Well, whole if the thing dad the used to own the store, which... Oh, yeah. Seems to be a little here or there whether or not that's true. My
0: first thought it was a customer, because I know that I... I worked in customer service for a long, you know, before getting into finance, I had been in customer service and I'm just in the grocery store near me and I do stuff and I see people around and so often I see people who are familiar, but I think I probably just see them at the store or I see them in passing because I'm in kind of the same areas all the time. So that was my first thought. It's, it's a customer right? that it could be hears, but On the phone, you might not place. Yeah,
1: exactly. But at the same, she was a back office secretary, so I don't know how much she would really have interacted with the customers in the front of the store. You know, I I just don't know enough about that. But yeah. But um, while the laws around stalking definitely have improved since 1980, um, there's still limits to what the police can do and sometimes what they will do. When you yeah. just have a stalker, there's if they haven't escalated their behavior to anything else, there's not much they can do. But if you're in immediate danger, always call 911. Um, and if you think you're experiencing stalking, there's also the Stalking Resource Center from the National mm-hmm. Center for the Victims of Crime. Or you can call the Victim Connect Resource Center at 855-484-2846. And we're going to put those things all on our website as well. Mm-hmm. So. Now, I thought you could go to jail for stalking. I think you can now, but I think it depends on what you do. You know what I mean? I think sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, if somebody's calling you and they don't know who it is, there's not a lot that they can do right away.
0: Taylor Swift had a stalker who just went to jail. He got into her apartment. Yeah. And I think that she, I don't know if she was on tour or whatever and, like, slept in her bed. Yeah. That's so fucking scary. Got him. And I'm also thinking, you're Taylor Swift. Don't you have some levels of security? She absolutely does. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's maybe that's how he got caught, but how'd he right. get in there?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I really, I mean, maybe, like, I think I've read she has security that, like, literally, like, sleeps in her, like, has a room in her house where they work yeah. out of. But maybe if she's on tour, they relax that or something.
0: So, what if you
1: have security and they stay in your house and one of the security people is the, oh. the, the nut? I really hope that they have some serious background checks on those people, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh oh yeah I don't like it that's
1: sad yeah so you said something had come out about it recently there have been like more articles and stuff but there's no new information so it seems like mm. it's just the story has just kind of become more popular for people to learn about for whatever reason but they still don't know who did it and
0: it's like that trucker who killed the company couple. Like, yeah. you, just, you just did it once? You just decide to lose your mind once? Right, exactly.
1: Apparently, I didn't write down the name, but apparently a few years after Dorothy went missing, another woman went missing, and her car was also found on fire, so they thought they might have been related, but there were never any calls with this other woman, so they really don't know. um mm-hmm. So, I don't... I don't know. It's a really bizarre story, and just, you know, she had this four-year-old son that I'm sure... Doesn't really remember much about her, you know, which is no. just so sad. And still doesn't know what happened to his mom. He's got it, he'll be in his 40s now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it must be hard. And both of her parents uh-huh. have now passed away, too, so even if something comes out, you know, they never found out what happened well, to her. Maybe
0: they're all together. And
1: Maybe, maybe. Not
0: ghosts, because I always hope that when they. <laughs> <when I know. laughs> When we, you do your stories, I'm like, I, I hope they're not ghosts. I know. Or they're happy ghosts somehow. They're just chill yeah. ghosts. They're just all together. And yeah. he's not there because he's, you know, Elsewhere. somewhere else. Yeah. Not good. hmm Yeah. Because that's what happens when you're a loser. Hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I hope that's what happens. I don't actually know.
1: Same here. But yes. I, I totally agree. Well, Tori, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot of creepy stuff and sad stuff all in one episode. Do you know, it's funny, like, it's, it was all stalkery today. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Like, the doppelganger, to, to me, that's like, you're stalking, you're yeah. mimicking. That's just, it's weird. Yeah. It's very creepy. It's very creepy. There's a lot of creepy stuff out there. Um, I'm creeped out now.
1: Yes, me Thanks. too. It's My home family's home,
0: so I'm all right.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my doppelganger boyfriend is here too so you think he's there it could be exactly, the other one who knows exactly impossible to say I'll throw this just come out well you know what you do just peek
0: in the room if he's got the controller in his hand then you know then we're good to go yeah then everything's and normal and since he probably usually has the controller that's pretty well attached hand. to his hand yeah
1: yeah <laughs> oh well I love hated this episode I love hated this episode too thank you so much for telling me about uh, the creepiest thing I've ever heard about I'll
0: All the reasons why you don't want to stay. And then when you come over, I'm like, do you want to stay over? It's kind of late. You're like, no, no, I'm out. out, out. I never
1: want to stay there, actually. No, I'm good. I'm good on that. (laughs) I have my own haunted home to go back to. (laughs) Well, I don't think you do. Yeah.
0: Because it doesn't seem like those things, those doppelgangers, they just kind of happen and they don't seem like they really hang around. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Few instances where people saw them more than once, but even then, it doesn't seem like it just like goes on for years. It just happens a couple times, and then they just I don't know give you some bad advice and peace out, and then peace out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because who's taking advice from a doppelganger? Right. I mean, of course. Yeah. Of Although, course like it's I said, gonna be maybe bad. you're like, oh, it's me, but it's how future to, me. How do recognize advice, a demon if but... he gives you bad advice? Okay, well, I'm not taking advice from a demon, so mm, never going to be able to check that. It's going to be unfortunate if it's really, really good advice and the best advice I ever got because I'm not taking it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. I think it does. everybody's scared, creeped out, terrified, paranoid. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we certainly are. Yep. And we keep doing them later and later at night, so it just gets creepier and creepier. Absolutely. Weren't we going to do these like in the morning so we wouldn't yep. be all scared? As yeah, and now... It just gets it's just because later and later.
1: Yeah, it's 9.45 p.m. It is dark it's just, out. It's just going to be midnight. Yep. Oh, yeah. We'll just be <laughs> I'm just going to be underneath my covers, terrified.
0: Well, I had fun and also equal parts... Um, Horror. ...enjoyed it and horrified. Yep, same here. So, I feel like our work here is done. I think it is. All right, Insomniacs, we're so glad that you came. Thank you very much. And We'll be back next week with more creepy stuff. Yes, we will. So come back. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.